Good afternoon, everyone. It is Dr. Nigro again with our next episode of Psychology Unplugged. As always, a humbling experience to do this. Uh, this has been a really fun week. I've talked to a lot of you guys. Uh, FaceTime, some people have had some people text me, uh, email me lots of questions. Uh, a lot of you guys are coming from all different parts of the country for me to do a neuropsych eval. Uh, again, very humbling. Really appreciate that. Uh, I shared a lot of your feedback with Julie, how you like her uh, on the show. But today you just got me. Julie's not around. So we're going to revisit the personality disorders. And I'm going to focus today on dependent personality disorder because there's a lot of overlap between dependent personality disorder and borderline personality disorder. So this is the dependent falls into, we have three clusters of personality disorders. Borderline is in cluster B along with the antisocial, the histrionic and the narcissist. Um, cluster C is the avoidant, the dependent, and the obsessive compulsive personality disorder, which is completely different than OCD, where you have the obsessions and then the, the compensatory behaviors, the compulsions to alleviate the anxiety associated with that. That's a very uh, completely separate disorder, and I'll do an episode on that because um, the OCD personality uh can actually be scarier than the antisocial, and I'll explain that um, when we get to that episode. So, in in dependency, um, it, take it at face value for what it is: an individual with dependent personality disorder. The origins are generally uh, children who have had uh, sickness, uh, separation anxiety, generalized anxiety, and 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 parents who basically did everything for the person where they never really had to assume any responsibility or make any choices. But let me walk you through the diagnostic. Uh, I go through these DSMs like there's no tomorrow. Um, all right. So here are the criteria for dependent personality disorder. Uh, difficulty making everyday decisions without an excessive amount of advice and reassurance from others. Um Needing, again, need is a very strong word. The only thing we do need is food, water, air, and shelter. But in context of this psychopathology, the dependent needs others to assume responsibility for most areas of his or her life. They, they need other people to make their doctor's appointments. They need other people to even pick out their clothes. They need other people to manage their checkbooks. They need other people to get the oil change in their car, completely dependent on others. Uh, they have great difficulty expressing disagreement with others because of the fear of loss of support or approval. Uh, the word no is not in the vernacular of an individual with dependent personality disorder because the potential negative outcome is catastrophic in their mind. Uh, they have difficulty initiating projects or doing things on their own because uh, lack of self-confidence in, in their judgment or abilities. Uh, ask, you know, what, what class should I take? Um, what career should I pursue? Again, giving an ex 
extraordinary amount of control to the external world in terms of how they define themselves and how they navigate through their life. They, they, these individuals don't make choices on their own. Uh, they make the choice if somebody's telling them what to do. Uh, they go to excessive lengths to obtain nurturance and support from others uh, to the point of even doing things that are unpleasant. Like, I don't really feel like volunteering here. I don't really feel like, you know, going to Logan Airport to pick somebody up. But again, that fear of retribution is or or any kind of perceived um, disappointment that, that they that they may have is it, it overrides that. So they they really have a tendency to engage in behaviors that they don't want to do, but they'll do them anyway because again, no is not part of their vocabulary. Uh, they feel uncomfortable or helpless when they're alone uh, because they have exaggerated fears of being unable to care for themselves. So these are even could be very high functioning individuals who you know at face value are more than capable of navigating their own lives. But their own perceived lack of self-confidence and constant questioning of their self-concept, which they have done, their, their self-concept, you know, go back to like the, you know, term from John Locke, the tabula rasa, they don't create their psychological architecture, someone else does. And they depend on somebody else constantly navigating their psychological architecture. They urgently seek another relationship as a source of care and support when a close relationship ends. These individuals, unlike borderline, these individuals cannot be alone. A borderline, a borderline can to some extent. Um, the, 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 the dependent, they, they, they really have an inability to, to be alone. They, they will be, they, they need to be in a relationship. Um, and they are unrealistically preoccupied with fears of being able to left to take care for themselves or others. Uh, they take care from him or her, him or herself. Um, it's a it's a it's a chronic pathology. They usually will see them enter the mental health system with um, some symptoms of anxiety and depression. And you've heard me say this at, at nauseum on, on pretty much every episode, get a full neuropsych eval. It is the only way to determine what the exact diagnostic picture is. Um, so how do borderline and, and, and histrionic differ? Um, they differ in a, in a very specific way. Uh, there's a lot of similar characteristics because both are characterized by an intense fear of real or imagined abandonment. Both disorders share that. Um, however, the individual borderline, they react to abandonment with feelings of emotional emptiness, rage, um, and, and demands, and they have much more what we call like affective uh, instability. The, I'm going to kill myself if you leave. Overly dramatic. Um, I'm going to cut myself. There's there's a lot more what we call emotional lability, mood fluctuations in in, in the in the abandonment, whereas um, the dependent individual they react with increasing appeasement and submiss sub uh, submissiveness uh and they urgently seek a replacement um 
that somebody's going to take care of them. So a uh, very similar in in um, so think of emotionality and intense emotionality as being the dis- really the distinguishing factor between borderline and dependent. So again, a lot of symptom overlap. So I, the Rorschach is really good at being able to, one, not only provide a, an incredibly comprehensive uh, diagnostic picture and break someone's personality down in, into, in, into several different domains, but it can really help clarify whether there's dependency and or whether there's borderline. Um, these two disorders cannot be diagnosed together. Um, other personality disorders that you, you can have a lot of overlap, um, but the affective instability in, is really the differentiating factor. And so a lot of times when I'm doing my structured diagnostic clinical interview, I'll ask people about their relationships. And somebody who, you know, a dependent could check their their phone or their Facebook or, or whatever 6,000 times, and so can a borderline if they're not getting a response, it depends. If the if the borderline doesn't get the response, they get angry. If the dependent doesn't get the response, they become scared. So uh, the treatment for borderline and, and, and um, dependent personality, there's a lot of similarity. Again, th- these are not, the personality disorders are not medication. Borderline, like I said, is sometimes di- is typically medicated like bipolarity. You know, you can have both, um, but bipolar, that's a med issue. Borderline, that's a therapy issue. Dependent personality, that's a therapy issue. But like I said, they're generally going to enter with maybe some s- symptoms of anxiety, some mild symptoms of depression. But uh, I talked to somebody, I think from Utah, when the in the episode I did about um, borderline personality treatment, it, it, it kind of said you know standing in the space, and they asked me like where do you, where and people have been other people have asked that too like where did you find that? That's just a term I came up with um, because it really it, I, I like to use a lot of metaphors in in therapy, and the space is is getting outside of the comfort zone. Where you, you know, if you're, you're, I think I've said this before, if you're a Seinfeld fan, it's really the goal is to be opposite George. It's, it's to do things that are counterintuitive to what you would typically do. But the space is scary. And in that space will come anxiety. It will come fear. There will become uh, nightmares. There will come a, a variety of things, none of which are good. Ironically, all of which are necessary if, if you want to have and see long-standing change. Uh, the amount of discomfort that these individuals in both borderline and dependency uh, struggle with is, is exponential. But, you know, if, if, if you take two disorders that place such a huge degree of emphasis, especially the, the dependent, you know, that they have to. And they've convinced themselves that they have to be in a relationship. They have to be taken care of. So if you talk about diagnostic pairing, a narcissist and a dependent, that's that's the perfect fit. They both, the dependent's going to you know give the narcissist all the glory that they that they want, and the, the narcissist is going to love it. 
and they provide for the dependent because they believe they can't do anything on their own. And a lot of people with dependent personality are, are even borderline, are very highly functional. So again, mood instability is the differentiating factor between borderline, that's where it manifests, but doesn't manifest independency. So getting people to kind of stand in that space and and celebrating just being able to get into the space. And what I've, what I've recommended to people is if you're going to start to say no, do it not in your most prox- proximal relationship, maybe not with your husband, your wife, your longtime partner. That's going to be a little harder to so start to develop the, 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 the voice. Um, another metaphor the voice is necessary in the treatment of both disorders because it, it has to kind of come from the psychological constitution of saying, I know I don't want to do that and I want to do this instead. And that can be incredibly in- uncomfortable for, for, for someone with dependent personality disorder, incredibly uncomfortable because you can say no, like, oh, I, I didn't mean it. I, I, I take, the, take that back. Okay, but the fact that you were able to say no that's a positive thing. So I, I recommend that you people who have these disorders practice it with people who are kind of on your social periphery. Uh, I'm not talking like you know the gas station clerk, but I'm talking more about maybe a friend that you see every so often, maybe um, a coworker you hang out with. Um, Maybe a, a cousin that, you know, you see on an occasional basis because it, to put somebody in a situation to kind of stand in that space it, with, with both borderline and independent personality, with, with the people most proximal to them, by proximal I mean closer to them in relationship, that's way, way too, you're setting the person up for failure because the individual that they are in relationship with is going to, not know how to respond. So if, if if a dependent constantly acquiesces to yes, 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 and even their internal dialogue is like, I don't want to do it. And most of them will say, that, I don't like this. I don't want to do it. But they use the word, I, I, I have to. No, you don't have to. You're choosing to. So, so vocabulary is an incredibly important part of cognitive behavioral cycle psychotherapy uh needs versus wants you know i need to go to the mall no i don't need to go to the mall i want to go to the mall when when, when you put need and it, and, it, and again the, the diagnostic criteria independent personality is needing reassurance needing to be in a relationship boy there's a little margin for error when you if you can kind of get to like wanting that's a much healthier way to approach it, and it takes a lot less pressure. Uh, when you say you have to, no, you don't have to do anything. And then back to the episode I did, one of the early ones, you have a choice. You may not like the choices that are available to you in a given moment, and the choices may be more limited, but you are never without a choice. And that is one of the most important things I try to get across to people is no one's making you do anything. You're choosing to do it. When you get into personality treatment, the behaviors and the mindsets are so ingrained and automatic. The first thing I would tell people is just become aware. Don't worry about making any changes. Just become aware. So 
uh, say Jane gets a phone call that um, Amanda wants, you know, her and her husband went down to, I don't know, Florida, and they want her to pick up, pick them up from Logan. And Jane doesn't really want to do it. The first thing I would want Jane to do is just recognize that you're being asked to do something. Don't be, don't beat yourself up if you still go to Logan to pick them up, even though you don't want to. Just start to notice. Because, again, these are so automatic. I said there's no such thing as the unconscious. Things are just more automatic. Same thing with in, in treatment of borderline is just start to notice. You can't change something until you first become aware of it. So, you know, it's, it's really, you know, to, to, to get into that space and, and, and develop a voice in a voice that is completely foreign. It's almost like learning a new, uh, basically learning a new language. You know, like they have that, the program, the Rosetta Stone. Again, here I go with the free advertising again. Um, it'd be kind of interesting if we had like a Rosetta Stone for uh, psychiatric disorders. But it's really learning a new language. And again, both borderline and dependent, Remember I said the symptoms manifest in relationships. That that that's when they manifest in in in, in especially in relationships that have uh, more significance and more more meaning. And both disorders they they catastrophize. You know, the dependent is not as dramatic as the borderline, but both have the intense fear of real or imagined abandonment. Dependency tends to be diagnosed more in women. Uh, you know, Julia brought up the, uh, you know, mentioning like prevalence rates, which the DSM has. Uh, I just think with the onset of the pandemic and the amount of people entering the mental health system, I don't think the prevalence rates are accurate and are probably going to change, not for the better. Uh, I think they will change significantly Um probably with the next edition of them. These manuals come out like every 10, 15, so odd years. Um, so what I meant by that space is, is in, in, in both disorders is that space is going to manifest in your interpersonal relationships. And it's going to be scary. But if you are not willing to get into that space, then you are not ready for therapy. And if you are not willing to start to put that your toe in the water, you're not going to make any progress. You can go to therapy and talk all you want, but these are these are disorders that require action. Yes, you can. Like I said, therapy doesn't take place in the office. It takes place in between sessions and celebrating the partial victories, learning how to say no and being OK with saying no and looking at the evidence, looking at the evidence. Does the did the world fall apart? Because that's the that's the catastrophizing. That if I go against this and I, I disappoint someone, oh my God, the world's going to end. They're not going to like me. I'm going to be excluded from this group. I mean, the, the, the irrational beliefs in, in, in these, these two pathologies are just, they're, there's, they're exponential. It's not like one. There's, they have multiple irrational beliefs. Um, but again, people don't come into therapy uh, and say, I have borderline personality unless they, again, Stay off the internet. Do not self-diagnose. Um, use I mean, use the vehicle of, of getting a full neuropsych eval to figure out exactly what you have. And the, and the nice thing about what the testing is able to do is, uh, you know, dependency in, in one person is different than dependency in another person. 
and the testing is able to really parse that out. So again, developing a voice and a new dialogue, a new vernacular that will be completely foreign and very frightening. But can you cure dependent personality? Absolutely. Like I said, can you cure borderline personality? Absolutely. 100%. But this this type of therapy is, is long-term. This is a few years of really, really working. And, you, you know, retrospectively, as people, you know, it's once you kind of, you know, when you're dealing with dependency, if you can just get that person to make a decision on their own, whatever it is, just if you want something to drink from Starbucks, just go buy it. Don't call your husband. Don't call your best friend and ask, what should I get from Starbucks? Just buy it. So what you want to start, you know, the treatment, very, very, very simplistic things. And again, that don't have a high degree of emotionality and, and really kind of minimize or don't have a high degree for potentially negative consequences. So just start to learn and practice this because there's no way you could do that. I mean, there's, I would never, you're setting somebody up, up for failure if you're going to say, you know, start telling your husband and wife no. You know, you want to go to college, pick what college you want to go to, pick your classes. You're, you're totally setting the person up for failure. It's, it's, it's learning a, a new language in really, in really, I'd say probably in all the personality disorders because it's personality. You know, it's it's an ingrained mindset about, you know, the, my view of myself, my view of other people, my view of the world around me, and the conclusions and the therefores that, that result is as a result of those um you know those finishing statements so like like the dependent is i am dependent other people need to take care of me the world the world is a scary and dangerous place therefore i cannot function without somebody else in my life that's that's borderline that's uh sorry dependent personality in, in a nutshell that's exactly what it is and that's the framework that is so automatic so again that 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 term the space that that's just a metaphor that I have developed, but you know, and I've used with a lot of patients with um, both of these disorders and and even other other disorders, depending on what the situational factors are, because that space is where you need to be. And you know, if you think of that space as a little dot, and the goal is to make the dot just keep drawing it and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And what, what the goal is, as that circle gets bigger and bigger, that's the space. And that's where you will develop distress tolerance. And always what I say is pay attention to your motivation and look at the evidence that if you do something and you like take dependency, if you do something and you want to, this is what you want to do. And a lot of people with dependency, dependent personality disorder, they know what they want to do, but but that 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 fear that they can't do it, that fear that they're going to fail, the fear that somebody is going to you know think negatively and judge them unfavorably. So they suppress a lot of who they are as as an individual because. They're not going to do it on their own volition, but if somebody else that they respect and, and care about tells them to, yeah, they'll do it. They will. They, they, they're they great followers, um, but they, 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 they suffer. 
because they really don't get to live an authentic life because they're they're doing things that you know they're like puppets on a string you know that's why they can be easily easily manipulated and they have such a uh, such a fragile sense of self and they have horrible self-confidence um they're very the term is they are very intrapunitive um but they're not going to argue you know that they will they will engage and do things that they don't want to do in order to stave off any fear of disappointment and again the similarities between borderline and dependency both is the abandonment so the again uh just to reiterate the differentiating factor is borderline has the effective instability the rage and you know the borderline doesn't necessarily need to be another relationship but their relationships are much more um um toxic um and they're in the borderline relationships they're they're unstable and they're intense not so much with dependency. So that's those two things are the key differentiating factors in delineating between is a borderline, is a dependency. Both treatable, both curable, but again, it requires developing a, a voice. It requires developing a new vocabulary. It requires putting your toe in the water requires standing in the space and realizing, you know, that it's not chicken little, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. That's your rational belief. It's actually doing it and being okay with doing it and believing you have the right to do it and not being so dependent on what other people think. So I think the same quote that I've ended a lot of episodes with, you know, for borderline and, 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 and dependency is learn to become independent of the good opinions of other people. Stop living life at the behest of other people. Like I said, one of the fundamental mistakes that we make is we assume other people are right. Whether it's your parent, a spouse, a partner, yeah, maybe they are right, but, you know, stop giving away your peace. Stop allowing other people to dictate your 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 destiny your your, your happiness in in both of these pathologies borderline and and um and dependency you know you 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 have as much as as much as you give control to other people you have the absolute choice to to have how do i say this and it it's equal the amount of control you give to other people you have the equal amount of responsibility and ability to choose what you want to do how you want to think how you want to feel and you know the end result is is you know for both disorders i think is if you like me that's awesome if you don't kind of sucks but i'm okay with that because i'm living my life on my terms and i'm not talking being selfish or callous, or, or you know, just, uh, you, know, you know, the goal is not to become arrogant, but the goal is to free yourself from, from the invisible psychological bondage that, 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 the, that the personality is so connected to what other people think. Because other people aren't always right. Um, it's a, again, it's a disorder that is treatable, it is curable, it manifests in, again, in relationships, but it's really crucial uh, 
to delineate if if you're experiencing this is it borderline is it is it is it dependency uh the, like i said the treatment is the same and and the space is where you need to be because that is where growth takes place and like i said there's only one reason people change and that's only if you're uncomfortable when you get to a place saying i'm tired of thinking feeling and acting that way until you get to that point and only if you get to that point that's when you will change and everything starts with changing how you think your thoughts will change your behaviors will change and the emotions like i've said from a cognitive behavioral perspective emotions are just the byproduct of your thoughts and your behaviors so just wanted to shed some light on the differences between uh dependency and uh, borderline personality disorder kind of clarify what I meant by that space I'm sure I will probably revisit again at some point um, the personality disorders I think in general that's what most of you guys I'm not sure like why, why everybody wants to know about the personality disorders um, it's interesting I enjoy talking about them I enjoy tr- treating them um, you know that there's others but you know borderline is the one I think is I get the most questions about and people want the most information about. And uh, I, I'm glad from the feedback from you guys that this podcast is is helpful. Uh, a lot of people have started to get into the mental health system as a result of this. I've shared it with their friends, so I really appreciate that. I encourage you to continue to reach out to me at psychologyunplugged at outlook.com. Uh, you can get a hold of me through Psychology Today. If you want to see me for a neuropsych eval, Give me a call. Uh, I've had a lot of you guys text me, 617-750-9411 on uh, Eastern Standard Time. And until next week, and a lot of you guys have also asked if I would start doing more than one podcast a week. Um, I'll consider it. I, I, I will try. There, there is a plethora of topics to talk about. But I really like when you guys give me feedback and suggestions like, hey, can you talk about this? Can you talk about that? Because um, I'd rather talk about what people want to hear. But I want to go back to the personality disorders because that was – I had a lot of questions this week from a, a lot of you guys. So really kind of clarifying – probably should have started the episode with this. Answering the questions that you guys wanted me to answer is really kind of separating what is dependency versus – versus borderline so hopefully i did a good job at that until next week take care of yourselves take care of each other be well and i will talk to them bye guys